Welcome to this installment of The Silver Wolf Owl. I am Angela and today I will be chatting to you about the role of private investigation in the legal system. I've been asked on a few occasions where private investigators and private investigation fits into the whole legal system when you have lawyers and attorneys and police there to service people with their legal matters. The simple answer is that we fall in the spaces. So for example, in a police case, most of the times they are overwhelmed, understaffed, under-equipped for certain tasks on a particular case. And that part that they are struggling to get past often holds up the rest of the process and holds up the progression of the case. And having so much on their plates all the time, it does get overwhelming. Um, I'm sure you could imagine and agree with me that it becomes just this big thing that you just can't deal with because this particular case is stuck on this point and that particular case is stuck on that point and you just can't get to those particular tasks to complete what you need to do in order to process the case further. So it causes frustration both from the policeman's point of view and of course for um, the other end who is either the family or the person who has launched the criminal case and the criminal investigation with the police. So our job would then be to assist in that instant where we would do those tasks that the police are struggling to get to or they're just not able to do um, at that time and help to bring this case together and help to bring progress and to get things finalized and moving again in the whole process. And oftentimes what we need to do is just that little bit to get to the police and then they can do the next step that they need to do and then the case can move forward a lot quicker. So in those instances, we find that private clients contact us directly and ask us to assist in that instance to help they move their case along. Oftentimes they also don't understand why um, the case has stalled and why there's been no progress or what they see as no progress. It's not necessarily that there is no progress on the case. It could just be that it's stuck at a particular point and that the police need to follow certain procedures in order to move forward. And this we also help to get them to understand once we make contact with the police officer, the investigating officer, and then we are able to see what it is that they require in order to move forward with their case and also to help the client um, feel like progress is happening. That little bit of communication also helps both sides to be less frustrated with each other because the general public doesn't always understand what police have to go through or what circumstances they are facing at that time. And I'm sure you can agree with me that as just as a normal public, uh, you have a certain idea of how the case will progress and you will get feedback and all of those expectations are there. 
However, it's not always realistic. And so having us come in and seeing where the police are and seeing what the frustration of the client is, we can then bridge that gap and fill in that space and explain to the client what the struggles are for the police and explain to the police that uh, what the client's frustrations are and then do our bit to close that gap and help both of them then find what they need and and so that they can move forward. A lot of times the police would love to close cases and, you know, get on to the next one and also bring closure to, say, for example, if it's a family that's involved in, in this particular criminal case. But it's not always so simple and so clean cut. And in that, we help to make that a little bit easier So that is how we fall in with the police. Um, I've simplified it quite a bit and tried to make it as understandable as possible, but it can get a bit more complex than that. And that complexity obviously depends on what type of case it is, what is needed in order to progress the case, what is available in a lot of instances. There may not be that bit of evidence to that is required by the prosecution in order to move this case forward or to even take it on as, as a proper criminal investigation or criminal case. Um, there's lots of rules, lots of steps that need to be followed in order for a case to be taken on and to be processed properly through the legal system. So our role is to try and help all of that, try and help the client and try and help the police as well to get to that next step and, and be able to move the process along much quicker. On the other hand, when it comes to lawyers we often fill the gap for them in that we go out on the road and we find the bit of evidence that they need or we track down the witness that they need for their case. Oftentimes we have to actually physically go out and follow breadcrumbs, clues and go from a place to place to place talking to different people and finding one clue and then the next and then the next until we find the person and then we either have to get paperwork to them or bring the person to the lawyer's office. That can also vary so greatly, but that is an example of the type of thing that we would then do to assist an attorney. There are lots of other aspects as well that we can help them with. Um, I did mention before that we do acid investigations, and sometimes the attorneys need to see if this case is worth their client's time in processing. So if the person that is being sued doesn't have the money to be able to pay this person back, say for example, their business is just closed and you know they have no income, they're living with family, it doesn't help for the attorney's client to then push this case forward knowing that there is no way to be compensated for it again or, or no way to get all their costs and the initial capital that was um, in question back. So we would do an asset investigation, for example, and see that, okay, this person does have these assets um, and it is in an amount in excess of what is needed for this particular lawsuit. And then the attorneys can make their decisions going forward based on that bits of information that we give them. So those are just a few examples of what we do in order to help them move their case along.
these kinds of things are generally not in the wheelhouse of attorneys and so that's why they get us to do that and that's why they appoint private investigators to do those bits of of work that they cannot do themselves and just like the police they also work within the legal system and so there are different steps and phases that they have to go through in order to get to the next step um, in order for them to proceed with with a particular case so anything that holds up that next step could then obviously affect the rest of the case and this is where we also then try and help to um, expedite the whole situation and get them what they need and so that they can progress to the next step of the legal case that they're working on and then in certain instances it's not even um, that big where attorneys just need a little bit of help in uh, for example they just need this person's new address because they need to send them some paperwork or some process court process Um, and then those are just little cases where we just find new addresses or get the person's contact details and the attorney contacts them and, and everything is back on track again so The amount of involvement that we have in different cases depends entirely on what is needed on the case and what the case entails in itself. Also what the end goal is, what they're trying to achieve in this particular case. And oftentimes we also get to suggest certain um, forms of action or next steps that we could take that could shorten a lot of the procedure and help to bring the case to a conclusion much easier and much quicker. So in a nutshell, the role of private investigators and private investigation companies is really to help bridge whatever gap is needed and bring the case to a close or at least to the next step in order for it to get closer to that end goal. The last few points that I want to clarify for people who have asked these questions. One is the discretion element, privacy and keeping all the information confidential. When we are appointed by attorneys, we instantly fall under their whole attorney-client privilege because we are really an arm of the attorneys. We then become part of the procedure or the case that they are working on. So we are bound by those confidentiality rules. Then if it's a private client who comes to us on their own without an attorney, we as a company just have a policy of maintaining their anonymity to others and the the information about the case or anything relating to them will not be disclosed to anyone else. And this creates an issue sometimes when new clients, private clients, ask us for references of previous clients in order for them to make a decision of whether to use us or not and form that trust between us. And it's difficult because we cannot give them that information. Uh, we just have that rule in the company that we are not going to disclose even the identity of our previous clients for references, etc. So that is a definite big, big rule in the industry is to keep those that information confidential and to keep our clients and their private details and the situation with the case confidential. And we are also bound by privacy laws and maintaining the confidentiality of our clients, the information, the details about the case, all the parties involved in the case. All of that is covered 
by those laws and also our company policies on confidentiality. Then the question of contact and how the line of communication works. It depends on who appoints us as private investigators. So if a lawyer appoints us on behalf of a client, we generally talk to the lawyer and so the communication is between us and the lawyer and then the lawyer would then talk to the client and they would have their own line of communication. Sometimes attorneys have referred their clients directly to us and we perform our tasks, we hand the information to the attorneys and then we step aside and then the attorneys and the client communicate further and take the case further. In instances where a client has contacted us without an attorney, we then obviously have a direct line of communication. And so we would just keep that line of communication unless they ask to bring on an attorney, which sometimes we help to refer people or um, they have someone in mind and then they bring them onto the case and then we decide in that instance how the line of communication will work. Usually it is a three-way line of communication where the attorneys, the client and us have constant communication between all of us. But that is very um, specific to the case and what each party wants or what will be best for the case. So there's no set rule Um, regarding that line of communication there. Another question that has been asked is about our operational times and if we work on holidays and weekends and those kinds of days as well. It is very case dependent. Um, If it's, for example, a missing person, so the person went missing, you know, the day before a holiday, for example, we cannot delay in that. So we are available then and we will start immediately on that case to pursue the all the clues and the evidence and hopefully try and, and get the person back as quickly as possible. So it's very case dependent. There's certain cases that have been open with certain attorneys for a long time and they just need some information. So there's no major rush, but we do in general try and work as quickly as possible in order to get what each party needs and so that the process can then move forward quickly. The other thing to remember is that a private investigation company in a lot of ways is like running any other company. There are certain rules, um, laws, there are certain entities that you have to be registered with, etc. So all of those things are very similar to any normal business that, for example, sells a product. But obviously we are more specific And um, our industry is also more specific. So just as any other business has to cover overheads and costs, etc. So too do private investigation businesses have all of those um, elements that they have to deal with as well. Thank you for joining me today. And I hope that I have given you a lot more information. And please feel free to continue to send me these questions. And I will try and answer them as best I can. Till next time then.